The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman, Brett King and Cameron Colley. And welcome along to episode 117 of The Boys of Tech for Monday the 23rd of May 2011. The three of us here, my name is Edwin Herman, coming to you live from the studio in Wellington. Over Skype, I'm joined by Brett King, also in Wellington. Welcome along, Brett. Hola. And in Queensland, Australia, coming to us, obviously over Skype as well, Cameron Colley. Welcome along, Cam. Thank you. It's actually Cameron, I survived the rapture, Colley. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're not supposed to be here. It's supposed to be the end of the world on... No, 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 you, you're getting it wrong. Obviously, it occurred, but there was just nobody worthwhile taking. Ah. <laughs> That's the way to look at it, yeah. Which means it could have happened yesterday, or it might have happened the day before. Or it could have been the day before. We'll just never know. No. Because nobody was worth taking, Well, obviously. I soon I need to... Or, you know, he... Divided by zero error or something. So, so what did people actually do? Did, did people believe this? Like a bunch of people probably did. A lot yeah. of people did. Yeah. A person in you, well, somewhere in America, spent one hundred twenty thousand dollars putting up billboards wow. about rapture. <laughs> An American academic who said that calculated that May twenty first was the rapture. So May six p.m. Yeah, that's depending what, on what time zone you're in. Yeah, well, it was supposed to start at 6 p.m. New Zealand time is what I heard. And seriously, well, no, it's supposed to be 6 p.m. rolling for every time zone. So we would get raptured first. Oh, I see. And okay, America so it's a rolling thing. Yeah. last. Well, so yeah, it would start with us. And uh, I heard there's supposed to be massive earthquakes. Uh, and, and he was going to be by the television to watch it unfold. Of course, nothing unfolded because there were oh. no earthquakes. There was no and, nothing. Yeah, why would he be by the television? Wouldn't he be packing his bag, getting ready? Well, no, I'm glad he didn't well, say I that didn't, because he didn't every, think he was going. <laughs> everyone would have done the same thing and that would have been disastrous. Yeah. Do you, need to, do you need to pack a bag for heaven? Like, surely that have something ready for you. Oh, it depends. You know, you don't want to get there and discover that they don't have any undies in your size. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and forget, forbid, you forget your toothbrush. Now, you must remember, Harold Camping, who predicted this, also got it wrong back in 1994. He said he predicted the end of the world then. Oh, did you get maths wrong then too? Uh, yeah, he did. Dude, this guy is really bad at maths. Well, that's the second time he's got it wrong now. So, uh, yeah. Oh, it won't stop him. He'll give it another go. Getting on a bit, though. He's 89. I'd say he's going to be dead before it happens again. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's getting on a bit. (laughs) So did anyone here do anything? Did you sort of wait for... In fact, I actually forgot about the whole thing. And at 7 o'clock came around, and I thought, oh, it's supposed to happen an hour ago. But it didn't, so... Yeah, no, I I heard about it and probably forgot because I figured, uh, yeah, no, it ain't happening. I believe I was watching a trashy zombie movie at the time. And you thought it was happening. <laughs> Am no, I right? No, I was just watching a trashy zombie movie. Oh, okay. Really? Right. Oh, so bad. Such a bad zombie movie. I was actually tempted to like leave leave some clothes like in the late like in the like laid out in front of the local church, like just to put a shirt and a pair of pants and some shoes. So when they all turned up on Sunday they went, Oh, 
like <laughs> someone got taken. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, God. you could have a bit of fun with this. You, you definitely. Hey, let's do the show. Uh, there's a number of uh, things that have happened. I want to kick off with the announcement that hasn't been announced yet, and that is that apparently Apple is pretty close to doing a cloud music deal with the four main music labels. Wow. So last week we talked about the Google's cloud, and now we're talking about Apple's new cloud. Yeah. Now, the thing that's different, though, about Apple compared to Amazon and Google is that when Apple released their service, they'll have all four of the major music labels on board. Now, what that means is that they can do some stuff that licensing allows that obviously Google can't do. Things like, for example, scan and match. That's where the service scans your local hard drive to see what music you've already purchased. And instead of you having to upload that music onto Apple's cloud, Apple will provide you with uh, a store-bought version, if you like, of that song, uh, in a, just like a copy, if you like, of, of the one that's on, on your local hard drive. It just means that you don't have to upload it. It'll be there, sort of, what ah, they prepared earlier. So all of the ones that it knows about in your iTunes library will just already be there if you sign up for their cloud music service. That's right. Now, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's only going to be stuff that you've purchased legally. Well, obviously. As opposed to, you know, any It's, it's not going to just scan through your hard drive and no. go, oh, look at all these You've random You've got 2,000 MP3. MP3s. Here you go. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> But, so you know, it'll, the, it'll, be, it'll be stuff that you've already bought from iTunes, essentially. Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. That is something that Google and Amazon cannot do because they haven't got the licensing rights for that. Yeah, it that involves licensing because the, Apple's creating, if you like, a store-bought version on their cloud for you. Yeah, they're providing it for you. You're not having to transfer the copy that you own. But with Apple, they're providing <laughs> you with a new copy. Yeah, you're right. And I'm kind of a little bit bewildered because I didn't think Apple would actually ever get into this space, but it does make sense. They did purchase, remember, Lala back in, I think, December 2009. Yeah. And they, I think they offer a scan and match service. Well, they used mm-hmm. to when they were Lala. So the speculation there, of course, is that Apple's going to release that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they've just rebranded it Apple and probably tweaked it a bit. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, looks good. Uh, also, speculation is that Apple's going to be charging a subscription fee for this, which is kind of expected. Mm. How much would you pay for something like this? Well, given that the music's already on my iPhone, I don't know why I would need, unless, of course, I went to a, a party and I wanted to play stuff and had someone had a laptop or something. I don't know. I'd, yeah, maybe. If it wasn't oh, very but that would require a different sort of license, wouldn't it? No, you but know, because you can get it from the Apple Cloud. Yeah. I just sign in and yeah. hit play yes. and away it goes. Yeah. I have no idea what the sort of subscription would be for this sort yeah, of service. I, can't, I, can't even I live in New Zealand. We don't have a, a network infrastructure that would support that sort of thing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it wouldn't work here. <laughs> but, you know, we're on third world internet in this country. In the first world here in Australia we do, so it should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, thanks um, for uh, rubbing that in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If it was like $2 a month, sure. Anything more than that, hell. Like, you know, if it's like $10 oh, a month. Oh, come on, don't like, be so like, cheap. Yeah, but $10 a month, like I could buy new $10 music $10 a month that. for music that he's already got on his iPod. Yeah, exactly. That's that's ridiculous. For it's, convenient. Like, it's music I already have in my pocket wherever exactly. I go anyway. Oh, exactly. yeah, okay. That's No, that's true. Yeah, you're right. That's we're not saying. talking so, about purchasing music. Or, no, we're just talking about no. storing 
stuff no. that we've already got. You're, you're but, right. Mm. But does the subscription fee include you being able to play songs without actually ever owning them? So suddenly a band yeah, brings that's, you out and you say, hey, I, I want to hear the new insert latest band name. And they got a new album out, hit play. You get to play that album as much as you want. It's just streamed. Yeah, so no, will they that, do that? We, we don't know, of course. Yeah, and that, that's well, worth, that's, that, I think they would because that's going to encourage you to, to try before you buy. That's going to reduce the, the whole illegal downloading thing. And I think, I think that would be a good idea. And I would pay $10 a month just to have access to their whole back catalog of stuff just for streaming, for sure. So I'm thinking that's probably what they're going to do. That's what I think the subscription fee will include. It'd be great if it did. Yeah, it otherwise, what would, what, would it be, what would be the point if, if it exactly. didn't? It would just be a, a backup. But then isn't that, yeah. I can ask the question about Google's system, right? What is the point of Google's thing? Google's is the same sort of thing. <laughs> so it's Maybe. just really a backup, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a, a backup accessible anywhere sort of thing. Yeah, see, which that is exactly like, the same as what your MP3 player is. But, but, but it's not even a backup. You don't have an MP3 player big enough to hold your entire music collection. But it's not even a backup, is it, no, with Google? Just because another, it streams it. And, and, yeah, it's you know. just another format for your music. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% getting the purpose of them other than going, you know, ooh, look, we did something with the cloud. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. See, the only thing that makes sense is if they actually allow you to stream stuff that you don't own. Yeah, that and that to me that that's that's a business model. The 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 standalone streaming your own stuff isn't very very sound. Because then it's like on you know it's on demand. Um, you choose the playlist radio. Yep, which would take out Spotify in the UK, which is what yeah. Spotify do. Yeah, or there are certain other several sure. other those sorts of internet radio where you choose yeah. the playlist. Yeah, yeah. So that's this, this, this is to take on Pandora and to take yeah, exactly. on Sp- Spotify in the US. How does Apple do these deals? Because Google's been trying for over a year now to, to do deals for their, their cloud music system and they, they have not a single major uh, player on board. I'm sure lots of people at Apple have made friends with other people in the music industry. You know, Apple's been mm. in trouble with the music industry before. That's right. They'll have made friends over it. Ah, see, I think what it is is it's more of a case of they don't want another iTunes to exist. To to yeah. to, 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 to the music companies, Apple is the is the devil, you know, the the, the devil they, they know. The, yeah, yeah. So they they need to just keep keep them under control and and deal with them. To to open up another can of worms with Google or Amazon is 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 off the you know is out of the question. Do you so, think that's what it is? Correct. Yeah, I, I believe so. They'd rather not iTunes not exist, but it does, and I think they're just dealing with the yeah, as I said, dealing with the devil they know. Yeah. Well, the, the whole thing about music in the cloud, of course, is like anything in the cloud, it's susceptible to outages. Blogger was out for, I think, a couple of days, forty over 48 hours, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. Or was it just under 48 hours? About that time anyway, it was out. You know, what's, and Brett, you know, this is, I know this has been your sort of hobby horse on the show for a little bit, and, and I've been sort of sitting there nodding and agreeing with you. And, and it's true. I mean, if you're using the cloud, like, you know, Blogger goes down, you're not blogging for a couple of days. Okay, that's not so bad. What if it was Google Apps? What if they went down and you're a business? Then what? Precisely. It is the the fatal flaw of cloud systems is that the internet just is not on all the time everywhere. Because the guy that looks after it has to go to lunch every now and again, right? Precisely. The guy who looks after it has to go to lunch, person <laughs> steals copper and knocks out a cable. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, 
somebody's downloading an incredibly large yet completely legal document or some variety over not, the not internet. To, not to forget Friday afternoon drinks, things get a bit crazy, someone kicks the plug out of the wall. Yeah. Precisely. Somebody spills beer on one of the servers. That's it. Internet is gone. Yeah. Now access happened before. Now access isn't just the only problem when you have outages. With a blogger platform, for example, they've actually lost content. What they did is they had to do a restore. They you know, they went back to Oh, they had a rollback. Really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and they've lost posts. Now, okay, it's only a blogging platform, you could say. And for probably ninety nine percent of the people blogging, that's true. Going back to the Google apps example. You know, if you'd imagine if you'd lost some documents, it's like, oh, sorry, we had an outage for a couple of days. Okay, we're back now, but anything you did in the last, I don't know, twelve hours before the, before the outage is now gone. Would you be happy? No, no, no. definitely not. Because in a business situation, people who lose documents like to be able to ring up their IT person and go, "Where the hell is my document?" And oh, and that's what they do, back? don't they? They expect yeah. IT to get it back. It's just standard expect expectations these back. days. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And especially at um, at Drinkle, we we have everything in the cloud. We use Google Docs. We use Gmail for business. So oh, you do? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be a killer. I don't know what you're storing there, but I mean, if if that wasn't available for a while, or you lost some changes, wouldn't would, would they have a drastic effect? Well, I mean, my email, uh, the the Drinkle email, uh, Drinkle dot com. If Cameron at Drinkle dot com, that is a Gmail account. So if that went down, we can't get any information from potential customers. We can't get any feedback. We, we, you know, we, we have no email. That wouldn't be cool at all. And, that, and that's not what I would expect from, from, from Google. Not at all. Something else that isn't cool is uh, some fake security software that's been catching out Apple owners. Some software out there that it's actually, uh, is it malware? Well, it's uh, Scareware, I, I think is the term they use. Where, it's, you know, it's a, t- it's a typical scenario you click on something, out pops a, uh, what looks like a piece of software saying we've detected some viruses. It pretends to do a scan and shows you the results and then prompts you for a payment to you know to disinfect, to, to get rid of the, the viruses. Of course, there never are any viruses. It's just all fake. It's just a money grab. But yeah. um, a lot of people have been caught, caught up with this and it looks real. It looks convincing. Well, it always does look convincing. Uh, it, it just never happens to, to Apple owners at all. But um, Well, that's the other thing, isn't it? This is yeah. an Apple-specific one. Mm. No one come across that? Have you? Well, obviously, Brett, you're on a Mac, but Cameron, you have Yeah, I, I've never come across this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't come across it either, so. Mm. The reason this one has been so successful, so they say, is that it's actually done quite well in the search rankings. They've managed to get it up there in the search rankings. So essentially, this Mac Defender, has they've managed, this company has managed to get Mac, the word Mac Defender up in search rankings, so it appears to be legitimate. Yeah, but also they've managed to get linked to, you know, they've managed to link it with innocuous phrases like Mother's Day, for example, when it was Mother's Day and stuff like that. I don't know. They're obviously doing some search engine optimization of some sort to, you know, obviously hit as many people. That's the idea. Yeah. I want to talk about paywalls. Slovak media goes behind a paywall, so the headline says. So, yep, Slovakia is the first country to build a, a paywall, a, a paywall that encompasses nearly all of its main media outlets. Wow. Is this a slippery slope? Yeah. They'll have to be getting their free news and such from BBC World Service and ah, stuff like that. You see, the thing, and the reason that it works so well in Slovakia, unfortunately for the uh, Slovak people, <laughs> is that 
the, the language spoken there is pretty much only spoken in their country. So it's not like, I, well, okay, if they know English, obviously they can go oh, elsewhere yeah, or, or any other language for that matter. In a bilingual. That's but the yes, only way they're going to be able to get it. That's right. So if they're monolingual, oh, that's they're, they're stuck. Mm. They have no choice for internet news. That's just horrible. That They'll have to go out and buy a paper. Ah, but then they win it. They, the, the media wins anyway. I don't care oh, how you pay for it. They'll have to go out and they'll have to read a newspaper of somebody's show. At the library. Or go to the library. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to the library and read it for free. Yeah. It's denying media to people. Apparently they have to pay, what, two, uh, 290 euros. What, is that a year? Is that a, a month? Is that yeah, the, every time I, I, have, I haven't like, actually what, seen, the, I don't know. Because if that's only, if that's, I don't know. A I'm year? Not sure what, I'm not sure what the, the average income is for your for local. somebody in Slovakia, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah but... <laughs> Two euros ninety is that is that a great deal of money? Well, like you say, the biggest thing is working out whether this is monthly or yearly for a start. Yeah, because if it's yearly, then suck it up. Don't yeah, worry. absolutely. But the thing is, look, Brett, you came back to the comment you made. You know, just to play devil's advocate, they're not really denying media. All they're asking is money. And you could say the same about newspapers. You could look at the the price on the front: two dollars for a newspaper. Oh, that's just denying us media. Well, it's not. It's just asking. Oh no, because. We live in a country where you can get the news elsewhere for free. Yeah, but there's nothing stopping. I mean, any Slovak can go and create their own news website, pop some news up there in Slovak, and the rest of the country can see it. I mean, it's not really, you know, the, the fact that we can go elsewhere is because I, I presume you're, you're using the example here that, you know, we speak English. There are a lot of other English sites not so in Slovak. But there's nothing stopping them from doing that. They can create a, a Slovak-based news site. Maybe I'll do it for them. That's what I'll do. Oh, do you speak Slovak? No, but I'll find someone who does and get them to... Just grab stuff from um, stuff.co.nz. And go to Pebblefish. Run, run it through, yeah, run it through <laughs> Google Translate. Whack it up, no problem at all. Oh yeah, that would. I work. can see that. I can see that working. <laughs> yeah, I can't see anything that would be wrong about that. No, they'll love it. <laughs> and just charge them one, like one euro. By the way, the GDP per capita, according to Wikipedia, because it knows everything, is sixteen thousand US dollars a year. So it's not particularly high. So I guess two euro so, ninety might yeah, be. Yeah, two euro ninety could. Well, that'd be like double that for us, right? It'll, to us, it would seem like six euro, yeah, which is about 10 New Zealand dollars. This means nothing for anything else, anyone outside New Zealand. So to them, it's like I would pay 10 New Zealand dollars. <laughs> well, for a year, would you, though, if it was a year? No. You wouldn't. What if it was ad-free? Ad-free? Like I noticed the ads on the news sites anyway. Oh, over here it's terrible. Like you, you jump on a news site and suddenly your screen is filled with a Toyota commercial. Oh, but look, Cameron, you're just, you're trying to find the X. You're trying to find the X. No, so you're trying to find the little X in the corner that's faded out completely that you can't see. Yeah, Meanwhile, there's, oh, mean the there's a four-wheel drive over. going mm. everywhere and you're like, get rid of this. Yeah, no, we don't have that sort of thing here. Oh, we do. It like had a brief, a brief try. But it didn't last for very long. No. And there's little... Now uh, your banner ads on the sides. Yeah. No, there's certain ads where if you accidentally roll over them, suddenly they go full screen and there's, right, a, man, uh, there's a man trying to sell me insurance. I'm like, please go away. See, I didn't, I didn't realise you were talking about the takeover ads and I was thinking, I was about to say, Cameron, you're disappointing me. You just hit the... You, you're a Mac user. You just use the reader button and it strips it nice and, you know, plain for you and takes the ads out. But... You're right, not not the takeover ads. They doesn't get rid of those. No, unfortunately it doesn't. So 
So let's just hope that other countries don't do this. But then on the other, you know, it's up to them. It's up to the media. They can do what they want. They they produce it. If we don't like it, we can either lump it or leave well, it. Or thing, we can create our own media the out world, there. How in the world did they, did all of the media in that country decide to band together for this? Because Rupert Mur- Murdoch said so. He called a meeting. Uh, does Rupert Murdoch know own all of the different media outlets which have signed up to this paywall? Well, there was nine of them apparently. Yeah, exactly. How in the world do you get nine different media outlets that are not owned by one person? Because obviously then you just say, yes, do it, to agree. <laughs> obviously someone <laughs> sold them the idea and said, hey, look, if we're all in this, we'll all make lots of money. Yeah. So let's all get in. It's for the greater good. Or the gra- <laughs> <laughs> well. Of our bank balances. Yeah, well, that's from their point of view. Uh, maybe that you know that's how it worked. I don't know. I I don't quite yeah. know how it worked. Yeah, that's easy. Money talks. It's, yeah. it's not hard. And if yeah. there's yeah, I I mean the thing is we could see the same here. Imagine if Stuff and NZ Herald got together and said, right, we're doing a paywall. Hmm. I know what I'd do. I'd like you said, I'd go to BBC or somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, I'd go to BBC. I'd go to somewhere else. Yeah. But what about this? What about the uh, the Daily Quiz on Stuff? I love that. <laughs> yeah, it is quite fun. I do daily enjoy quiz. the daily quiz. On you don't stuff. really do the daily quiz, do you? I have to. I work with Kiwis. They make me do it every every lunchtime. It's like it's like I don't know. It's like them going to church. They just have to do it every day. They all gather around. Fun. Oh, we're doing the daily quiz, Cameron. Come on board. Oh, do you know, I must admit, people do do that here. We we get free newspapers where we work, and people do that as well. They grab the newspaper and they'll they'll make us do it. Well, do the crosswords, yeah. Convince <laughs> you to do the well, no, the quiz actually. Yeah, no, the right. the, the online the the daily. Stuff.co.nz quiz is, is huge where I work. Well, only amongst the Kiwis I work with, but there tends to be a lot because you're all over here. Yeah. Now, you know what? I actually read an article, get this, I read an article that actually showed that the ones we send over to Australia are the least skilled. Ooh. Mm, they're not the ones you guys want, apparently. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, that's well, what the story said. And our best and brightest parent do stay here. At least that's yeah. what the stats show. <laughs> or they at least go somewhere nice like the United Kingdom or... Probably. So there you, there, there you go, Cameron. Oh, okay. we, we are somewhere actually nice. brighter... Somewhere than... nice. <laughs> yeah, that was a general okay. dig, wasn't it? Yeah. No, Cameron, we are brighter than you think we are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving right along, let's talk about Sony. Now, Sony is obviously trying to get its uh, PlayStation customers back, particularly those mm-hmm. using the PlayStation Network. So it's offered a bit of a apology package, as they're putting it. Yeah. So they should. That yeah. Was indeed. Quite a neat package from the look of it. Free yep. games is, is uh, one of the things that it includes. Yep. Two free games from... Uh, a selection of four, of- I think. Yep. Five, four or five. Five games, I think it is. Are they good games? Yes, they are all well, well good games. Little Big Planet. Yep. Mod Nation. Yep. Pursuit Force and mm-hmm. Killzone Liberation. What about uh, Street- that's for the PSP? Oh, sorry, that's for the PSP, isn't it? Yeah. What, what about Street Fighter Two? <laughs> Street Fighter Two. For the hey, <laughs> let me just before before we go down there, Trey, let's talk about the P- uh, PS3 list. You can pick from Little Big Planet, Infamous. Wipeout HD slash Fury, Ratchet and Clank, Quest for Booty, and Dead Nation. So there you go. Yep. Quest for Booty. Yes. Is that, yeah. is that like some like awesome games? That sounds like some sort of pimping game where you drive around and pick up chicks and. No, no, it's, you know, it's their quest no? for pirate gold. Oh, okay. I was thinking Quest for Booty, like you, you try to uh, pick no, up women. No, 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 other meaning. They oh, might okay. like big butts, <laughs> <laughs> and they cannot lie. 
But they're after pirates. Well, there is a there is a big but, and it goes like this. But this is only available in certain countries. Oh, it's not. Isn't it? No. The free games and the extension to the premium service is available everywhere. There was the outage. What you're talking about is they've got what they call the fraud protection service. Oh, that's right. So, okay, yeah. And it is available in like four or five European countries only. Okay, so oh. the fraud protection service that you're talking about is to protect people, uh, it's a 12-month uh, thing, uh, to protect people who may have had their identities or whatnot stolen from the from the data leak, right? Yeah. And uh, it uh, uses a professional service, which I'm guessing is based in Europe, which is why it's only those European countries. Except, except if you're in Slovakia, you're going to pay uh, two euros ninety to to get your games. <laughs> yeah, probably. Nah, nah. I'm sure Sony didn't tie up. No, to but that no, one. but you got to pay two dollars ninety to read about it to read about the free games. <laughs> yes, to know yeah. yeah, to know where to go. Hey, you also, Brett, you mentioned the uh, the free membership or whatever yep. it was. It's a month subscription to the premium service, and if you are already a subscriber to the premium service, then it's two months free subscription. Yeah. So there you go. So that's kind of pretty much in a nutshell the apology package from Sony. The apology it- package as it is right now. They have said that there will be more. You're right. They have said there's more to come. I want to ask you, Britt, even as it stands now, is it enough? Yeah. Those are some really good games. Sure, they're not, you know, modern. They're not the newest of games. They're, I think the newest one is like a year or two old. They're still really, really good games. And sure, there will be some gamers out there who've got all of those games, but they picked quite a good cross-section of different genres of game. So I'm not sure, yeah. So they didn't go cheap, did they? They didn't go cheap and and pick the the, the dregs that no one would ever buy anyway. Precisely. Okay, I have no idea what Little Big Planet is, but what is that thing? It looks like a sock puppet that my grandmother would have made. It is. It's a sock boy. It's absolutely brilliant game. It's fun, different world challenges, and uh, you can custom build levels for for it. And you know, it's like creating. Oh, what are the name of those Rube thingamy machines? Rube Goldberg machines. You can create all of these really neat different levels to run people through. It's just, it's very cool. Okay. You really need to play it. It is quite a unique it, game it, stuff. Obviously, it's not just for kids because, I mean, I'm looking at this little sock puppet thing and I'm thinking, that looks like something my daughter would love. Yeah, it looks she, like a kid's game on the cover. It looks but, like a kid's game, but, yeah. but it's not, is it, Brett? Yeah. It's a physics-based game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a oh, physics-based okay. game. It's great co-op. And that and means... Yeah. yeah, what does that, that mean? <laughs> I was thinking, oh, like, what does yeah. that mean? What's that in gamer speak? Oh, so that means more than one person can help solve the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. okay. There are some levels which are designed specifically for co-op play because you uh, might need one sack person to hold onto a ledge and another sack person to grab hold of the first sack person and use them as like a swing. And and yeah, it's it's very cool. It's a very unique sort of game. Cool. Okay. Co-op is a, a department store chain in Switzerland. Is it? Yeah. Do you have to go in there with somebody? <laughs> no, no. I think it means that <laughs> w- when you when you get there, they become that somebody else. Ah. Yeah, and there's a sort of a fusion thing going on. Okay, I made it up, but it sounded good, didn't it? It actually looks like Coop. Actually, is what what the you know because it's C O O P. It looks like Coop. Ah, <laughs> which then puts you off and think, oh, I don't want to go there. Anyway, then it's like a chicken coop. Yeah, like it's a chicken coop. Exactly. 
And interestingly enough, a lot of things are very expensive in Switzerland because they have very high income there. But Swiss watches are cheaper than anywhere else in the world that I've seen anyway. Wow. Hmm, so there good. you go. The Schindler lifts are probably cheap too, I but I, I haven't bought one of those. Is that where they're made? Is that yeah. a Swiss company? Yeah, it's a Swiss, yeah it is. It is indeed. Oh. I, always think of Schindler's, I always think of Schindler's List when I see that written on the bottom yeah, of, exactly. of a, I know, yeah, Schindler's yeah. Lift. <laughs> I think, man, that guy got into everything. He, he just knew what to do, didn't he? I'm sure it was a different Schindler, yeah. Well, yeah, right. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, look, while we're talking about Europe, let's talk about France and Hadopi. I get to say the word again, Brett, Hadopi. Oh, your favourite word. Yeah, Cameron, a little bit of history here for you. When we did episode, oh, was it nine or whatever it was, when we talked about Hadopi, I just fell in love with the acronym. It's an acronym that effectively means the governing body in France that uh, looks after copyright infringement claims. Okay, I know how much you love to speak French. Tell us what it says. Okay, I'll take on your challenge. It's la haute autorité pour la diffusion des œuvres et la protection des droits sur Internet. Yay! <laughs> okay, so anyway, what about it? What are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that uh, Hadopi, there's only one uh, approved private company that collects information, IP addresses of file sharers, that is, in France, and sends it mm-hmm. off to Hadopi uh, to then follow up on. And they had a security breach, didn't they? Ah. Hmm. Uh, TMG is the company. They had a security breach. And right now, Hadopi has suspended them. So there's no one submitting. So actually, right now is a good time to do file sharing and illegal stuff <laughs> right in France. Right now is a good time to download something in France. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's some advice for our French listeners. Isn't that ironic? I mean, what was the other one? There was a, another security company in the States that was it anonymous or someone hacked. What were they called? Ah, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember what they're called now. But isn't it ironic? People always love love it when these these things happen. When you get these security companies, and they get <laughs> hacked. security fails exactly. <laughs> but they they do make themselves prime targets of groups that like to hack. Well, that's probably part of it. I mean, you're right. They they probably get more than their fair share of attempts. According to the report, the security on the server was so bad that, and I quote. One wonders if TMG recently became a Sony subsidiary. Wow. <laughs> Gentle dig there. That's uh, mean. That is a bit mean, but I, it's funny. <laughs> All right, speaking of security breaches, Android. Isn't this, all these stories are sigging really well, aren't they? Android uh, handsets apparently are leaking personal data. Weren't Facebook the last group that was leaking personal data? Yeah, well, now it's Android phones. Everyone's <laughs> leaking stuff everywhere. So now 99% of Android phones are potentially leaking data that, you know, have stolen that can be used to get information that they have online. Mostly to do with uh, Google products like Google Calendar. And the, the thing that's interesting about that, it's been patched. I, I haven't worked out how long ago. It's probably not that long ago, but it has been patched version 2.3.4. But the thing is, Android users don't seem to update their phones. Only 0.3% of Android phones are running that latest software version. Isn't it they're so fragmented though? Yeah, it is because Android is so fragmented across the different Mm. handsets that put them. Some handsets will have the latest version of Android. Others will not be updated for ages. But surely they all have some update facility. No, no, there is no centralized update for those things. It's all handled by the manufacturer because manufacturers have all of their customization, which they put on top of their handsets, like custom UI and stuff. But those handset manufacturers are—they um, must be providing an update facility, right? Well, as you, you said, would think, so. But obviously, not quite 
as onto it as they should be. Oh, I see. So they they are just a bit slow off the mark. So hence the customers are sort of at, at their mercy. Really, I don't think it's, it's not a uniform update either. It's only as far as the handset will allow. Yeah. Oh, so not all of them will handle the update, is what you're saying, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Good thing you got a uh, iPhone, eh, Brett? <laughs> he doesn't want to say yes, but he does. <laughs> well, yeah, except I can't look up movies here in New Zealand, which is annoying. Is that because it's the iPhone and not Android, or is that because we're in New Zealand? No, it's because the website for the theatre uses Flash. Ah, uh, yeah, see, that's, I look, I agree with you. I think it's, I it's really bad. I can't find that, out when my movies are. Yeah, see, I, I, no, I agree with you, Brett. It's really poor that Apple haven't provided Flash on that platform. I yeah. think it's really poor that that website doesn't provide a HTML service. Well, HTML actually, you know what, Cameron? That's the other way of looking at it as well. Why well, is no, it Flash no, only? I, I but you can do I more agree. things in Flash than you can in HTML5. Of course you can. No, but you can have an alternative and have it sense if you if you really want, you know. But no, no you, you're right. The root, the root thing there is the main thing is that you don't have Flash on the iPhone. And I understand what Steve Jobs was saying and I, I actually do agree with his reasons. I just don't think he should have put a blanket no on it just yet anyway no it's it's yeah. a money thing they don't want people's you know creating flash based games and people not buying them from iTunes basically but they won't even the be as good store. anyway sure, any, look if Steve Jobs's reasons are anything to go by they won't be any good because they're going to be that much slower anyway so I, I don't know if that is the reason well maybe it is but it, it just doesn't make sense I mean how well, can you create anything as good as a native app in Flash, you can't. You've already, no, you can't. you're already a just slower. like if you try to create something in Java, exactly, it's not be as exactly. Good as a native app. I don't know. Whatever the reasons, I it's it is a bit of a shame that the iPhones are crippled in that way. All right, so getting back to the story, what's actually leaking is the the token. So when someone goes to an authenticated site such as Google Calendar, the site sends back a token. Think of it as a for non techies as a temporary password. Right, that's the way to think of it. It's not your password, but it's like a temporary password. It's a key to get into the site under your name. Now, that is actually sent in clear text. It's not encrypted. And so anyone sniffing that, sniffing the network you're on, can get those very easily and then just start using them on their device. And suddenly they're in your account. Hmm. The way to fix it is to send the tokens encrypted. And also the other thing, by the way, it's sending them over the URL as well, which is really poor. Oh, that's very bad. Yeah, no, it should never do that. It should send them as part, either part of the headers, like cookies, for example, not mm. in the URL. That, that's poor. And yeah. as for encryption, well, you know, they really should be doing that. And the fact that they're not is why they're leaking. Yeah, and why we're talking about it. Absolutely. And the last international story before we go into the New Zealand stories is this is a bit of a worry. A bunch of iPhone app developers have received threats, legal threats, over patent issues the interesting thing here is that the bone of contention that these people have is actually the standard in-app payment system that Apple provides for developers to use. But it's the <laughs> developers being threatened with lawsuits for using it over of patent course, claims. Because if you're a patent troll, who are you going to more likely bully? Apple and their multi-million dollar lawyers or a small outfit or, you know, solo person developer of a little app. And what are they saying they've got a patent on? Having a button in your app to get an in-app upgrade or in-app purchase. Now, didn't yeah. Apple come up with that I don't, well, idea they, for their particular yeah. product in their particular store? That's right. And really, but this makes an interesting case because 
if a company like Apple provides you with some uh, a service to use, and let's say that there are some patent issues with it, let's just uh, run with that for a second, and then you have some developers using that, who's actually in the wrong? Is it Apple in the wrong for providing it or the developer for using it? Or is it both? Well, it's not the developer for using it. It would be Apple for providing it. I really think Apple's going to step in on this because Apple will not want the developers of apps on its app store getting scared of using technology that Apple wants them to use to facilitate transactions, which Apple gets a 30% cutoff. These it, patent it is, trolls it is are worrying. denying Apple. It, yeah. And, and it is money. worrying because if this, I mean, I don't know how many people, we don't know how many people have been contacted, but there has been a, a significant number. If it goes too big, you're yeah. right. It's going to, people are going to lose trust in the Apple ecosystem. Yeah. And you know it's a patent troll because where are they housed? They are housed in Texas, the one state in the U.S. which is pro-patent trolling. Yeah, that's apparently where you go. If you want to go patent trolling, you, you do you it all from there. You register your yeah. company in Texas and you lodge all of your patent claims in Marshall, Texas court because they almost always find in favor of the patent holder, even if the patent is Patently ridiculous. <laughs> very good. I like it. Well, Brett, you know, this is, I think, very much a case of watch this space because you're right, you'd expect Apple to step in at some point. I haven't heard a peep from them as yet. Yeah, nobody's heard a peep from them. But I think, as I say, it's a case of watch the space. And that is pretty much the international stories for episode 117. But a couple of more New Zealand-centric stories right after this little musical ditty. Don't go away. Welcome back. Now, this is a bit of a worrying situation. I saw a story uh, during the week, a headline, Library Internet Faces Axe, and I thought, what is this about? What it is, is that, you know, with the, the recent law change that they're putting through, the Copyright Act, where, you know, the, the three strikes thing, if you like. Yeah, yeah, our, our very ridiculous version of it. Yes, that, that one, exactly, as you say. Libraries are a, a concern because they don't actually monitor the internet usage on those machines. So if there's a claim against one of those machines, it's going to come down to the library to face the music, if you like. So now libraries are considering as part of their options, maybe we just can the whole internet at library thing because they simply can't tie it down to yeah. a user, tie activity down to a user. Well, and it really comes down to the fact that the law resort, is flawed. Well, yeah, it comes the, to, yeah it's, the law has been written in a way that assumes one internet connection equals one person. Yep. The law was written by people who have no idea about the internet or how any of the interconnected network of tubes work. So, of course, we're going to have something that's flawed. And it ends up with people like the public library system being in this sort of situation where they don't want to remove their free public terminals. Those free public terminals draw big business. You know, big numbers to the library, not necessarily business, but it being a public resource. But it draws a lot of people into the library. You'll almost never find free internet terminals library. They'll always have somebody sitting there and There's always someone on Facebook. waiting to use it. <laughs> yeah. People on Facebook, people Googling stuff, people checking up books to see whether or not they actually want to get it out, all kinds of stuff. So it would be it's, very sad, you're right. It would be very sad to see that service go. The, the thing that jumped out at me when I read the story, though, is what about internet cafes? I mean, 
they're in the same situation. In fact, they're in a worse situation. They yep, do more business. Yep, they're in exactly. Uh, yep. How is that going to work? They have the facility for tracking people. It's like when you walk into an oh yes, true a, you, cafe, yeah. you will almost certainly be covered by several cameras. You will purchase your time and sit down at the computer, and so there will be timestamps of what computer you used, your face, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, actually, that's so true. There will be tracking back to a person if there's any infringement in that in that way, but libraries don't do any of that. All right, the final story then. I think was it last week we talked about the Google laptops that are coming out with the Chrome OS, and it's all going to be cloud-based. Google netbooks. Yeah, that's the one. Well, interestingly enough, and I'd agree with them, Acer and Samsung don't plan on launching them here. I don't believe that New Zealand is ready for this because of the infrastructure. <laughs> mm. So you mean I was right? Exactly. About, about cloud systems? Well, it wasn't so like- much. Well, hang on. It was specifically because here in New Zealand, we have data caps. We have our internet's not particularly great. We're not always connected. We're not as connected as, as many other countries. Are you serious? <laughs> it sounds crazy. Well, we don't have as many. If take wireless for example, we don't have as many uh, wireless. I mean, in the larger cities in the central city, you'll you'll find places, you'll find uh, providers, but mm-hmm. the choice is very limited, and there are many, many, many places where there is no choice, where you just don't get the coverage, or or there's just no one out there. Do you have cable though? Only yeah. in certain places too. That's the other thing, and we're Auckland, Christchurch, and Wellington. Mm. Well, there's Talk the big. Broadband initiative, but that's going to do nothing about data caps and no. charge rates and bandwidth yeah, usage look, in, and yeah. the main pipe outside of the country. None of that is going to be addressed by the national ultra-fast broadband plan. So that's still going to be a bottleneck, which prevents us from doing stuff over the cloud because the majority of cloud services are going to be hosted outside of New Zealand. And we're not going to have access to them. And when you talk to people with DSL, they talk about the whole thing slowing down to crawl in the evenings. Yeah. Uh, the, the caps are ridiculously low. Like, for example, I've just upgraded my plan uh, from 5 gig to 10 gig a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you'd use in a day in many places. Yeah. It's very, you know, I, can, I have to ration what I do on the internet to really? fit in with 10 gig. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 10 gig. If you, what's your cap? Well, Cameron, you give us an example. What's your cap oh, over I, there? You don't want to know. Is it a hundred gig? Uh, hundred and fifty. It's how much do you pay for that? Sixty dollars a month. Oh, I hate you already. Yeah, we <laughs> hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and that's an ADSL two service. So that's twenty four megabit. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Look at it. And, and how does it slow down in the evenings, or does it cope? When <laughs> you slow down in the evenings, no. Why it doesn't? No. It's like saying electricity. The lights go a bit dim at nighttime because everyone's <laughs> using it. Like, what are you talking about? No. It just It's just there, you use it. Um, you know, the thing is, it's really sad here, that the fact is, it's not that we have a third world infrastructure. What we have is a monopolistic... Yes, no, <laughs> well, I, yes, I, I, did, I did say that, but no, what it really is, is we have a monopolistic infrastructure. We've got a monopoly, and what they do, uh, telecom here, and they screw every cent out of you, so they, they have these artificially low limits, and they'll slowly up them and up the speeds, but very, very slowly, the bare minimum they have to. So we're lagging behind the rest of the world. Yeah. But it's the caps, like I say, 10, for me, 10, a 10 gig, oh, this is with a phone, uh, but with 10 gig, it's costing me $80, I think it is, $80 oh, a month. That's with the phone, right? Yeah. 
No, mine's mine's just a standalone internet service without without the phone. Without the phone. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I, I still wouldn't get what you're getting for the same price. We, we, we're you, at least double you're that. You're probably not going to like what I'm about to say now, but um, I just bought the. That's just the entry level package. I didn't go. You are higher. kidding. No. What do you mean in terms of data cap? Yeah, the 150 gig. That's like basic. That's like me just going. <laughs> oh, that, that's all I need. Oh, it goes up. It yeah. goes up from. It goes up from there. Yeah. See, because you don't have a monopoly over there. That's no, the, that's no. the thing, and and here we do. We've got well, we do have an alternative, but they're kind of towing the same line. So it's almost like a duopoly. Like they don't need to, you know, they don't really need to do anything much better than the the main guy. You know, right? I'm talking yes. about Telstra Clear here versus Telecom. You know, Telstra yeah. Clear do give you a better deal, but only marginally better, just enough to get be able to say when they have the choice in the few places where we do have the choice to say I'll go with Telstra Clear. So they, they can afford, I'm sure they themselves could afford to to do a lot better than that. They they aren't either. So really, we do have a duopoly. See, we have about 25 providers over here. That's what we need here. But there you go. Yeah. So coming back to the story, Acer and Samsung they understand that and they know that if they try to launch it here, it wouldn't work. Which is not set up to do it as as well. There'd be wow. some that would use it and would find it. You know, actually, the other reason, by the way, as well, in the article that I was reading was that here in New Zealand, we do seem a little bit more sceptical about the cloud than in some other places. Well, it's because we've always had to put up with internet, which is not up to par. So, of course, we're going to be sceptical about it. So, I think, well, you're right. And those things combined, I mean, you know, they decided, well, they're not going to release it here. And look, to be honest, if I was them, I'd make the same choice. Yeah, yeah. But could you, could you not just, like, buy one from Australia and ship it over? Well, yeah, yeah, but they're yeah, not yeah, going to be putting it into retail stores themselves here. Sure, yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah, they're not banning it from here. They're not saying, no. you know, we, yeah. we, okay. they're just not going to have the retail outlets, as Brett said. So yeah, I, we, I can go and buy one and I can use it here and I'll chew up my, I'll chew up my 10 gigs, but that's all right. I'll have to up my internet. <laughs> Pretty quick. So, yeah, exactly. As a gamer, Brett, how do you find that? Would What, what, what sort of plan are you on? Uh, I'm on the biggest plan that I could possibly get. Yeah. Which is 25 gigs. Don't they do bigger uh-huh. than that? Nope. Nope. 25 gigs. Oh, because you're on ADSL, go- aren't you? Yeah. Is it ADSL 2? Yes. It's ADSL okay. 2. But I could switch to CityNet, but then it's it's 100 megabit per second, and it's got much, much bigger plans, but they cost the earth. And hundreds of dollars. And isn't there a $1,000 setup fee or something? Yeah, exactly. There's that too. Mm. It's, it's unless, it's, unless it's really close. Because yeah. oh, okay. CityNet, CityNet exists in the cupboard outside. Oh, really? Yeah. It's actually aimed, Cameron, for the for businesses. It's, a, it's actually yeah, an, an initiative sense, for businesses. Yeah. That's what it was for because Brett lives in the CBD. So, he, you know, talking about tapping into that. But, yeah, I mean, there you go. There's an example right there. You know, Brett's on, you said 25 gig, I think, Brett? Yep. And that's the biggest plan you can get from Telstra Clear on ADSL? Yep. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. See, for, I live in a yeah. house that is full of gamers who play online games and a person who's addicted to YouTube. But actually, wouldn't you chew through your 25 gigs? I mean, even, yeah. yes. even I chew through my 10 and I don't even try. Oh, yeah, we regularly go through two. Well, and two, we have two, to pay. two lots of 25 or two... Yeah. two uh, yeah, two lots of 25. We go through the 25, which comes with the plan, and then we pay for another 25 on top of that. Does that work out more expensive or 
Or does well, it work out too about, to get I think it's two... about 11. No. Yeah, I think it's like 11 to $15 more. Oh, okay, so it's not, it's not double. Right, so it wouldn't be worth getting two internet plans through. No, no, definitely not. What about if you got two 10 gig plans? I oh, know that wouldn't help because you're still at 20 instead of 50. Yeah, and it would still be more expensive. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, we're gonna, we'll sort your internet problems out uh, after the show. <laughs> In the meantime, Cameron, thank you very much for joining us on the show. It's been fantastic having you here. No problem at all. I'm still waiting for Drinkle to go live, uh, so I'm, I'm standing by for that. Any word on, on when that's happening? Uh, again, yeah, we're just finalising some stuff. We're hoping in a month or so. Okay, all right. Yeah. Cool, I look forward to it. And Brett, thank you also for joining me as you do every week. Always a pleasure, Ed. And that was episode 117. If you like the show, why not pop a donation through to us at our website at boysoftech.com. Also, feel free to leave your comments there. Thank you very much and see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 With English, you you know, it's so it'll be so hard. Like imagine if they did New Zealand, the States, Australia and the UK and Canada and South Africa. Well you get your news from somewhere else, get it from (laughs) English speaking country. There must be others. You just get it from the other English speaking country that is out there. Yeah. That other one. You know (laughs) that other one? There's like four. Yeah, there must be some other ones. <laughs> that was terrible. I gotta redo that. It doesn't say that. It says they have to pay like uh, what two dollars ninety euros. Um, is that per year? Is hey, that hang on. Month? I is like that... the way you said it. Two dollars ninety euro. Well, what's oh, a dollar sorry. euro? Sorry, sorry. I'll start <laughs> that again. 